Welcome to the Inspiring Humans podcast. We are so happy to have you listening. My name is Stephanie Willard, and this podcast is a platform to showcase the incredible human spirit. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing people from all over the world and all walks of life who will be sharing with us their personal dreams and their dreams for the future. I believe that through coming together and creating community, incredible things are possible. In fact, anything is possible. And I hope that this podcast is a launch pad for creating the new world that we want to see that will have humanity free, thriving and living in their full self-expression. So it's fantastic to be here today with Dane Barkley, who I've recently met and I I just, I'm super excited to have this chat with you today, Dane, to hear all about what you do. Um, You're in the health and wellness field, but doing some really innovative, amazing stuff and so timely. I think a lot of people now are looking towards how they can, you know, look after their health more holistically. And so I'm super excited to, to have you and thanks for your time. Well, thanks for having me on, Steph. I'm, I haven't um, done one of these in a while. I'm excited just to be able to just have a chat with you and see what um, sort of unfolds and to share more. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. So you're the founder of a company called Barclays, which I assume is after your surname. Correct. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what, what that is? What, what are you currently working on? And then I'm re- super keen to hear about the journey towards that. For sure. Yeah. So originally they, um, the, the founding name is um, Barclay Eyewear. And we just recently actually just rebranded to Barclays um, and after my surname, obviously. And uh, yeah, that journey has been, um, I think from 2017, so I think about four years now, that journey has been going um, from conception of the idea to where it is now. Um, and I, I didn't imagine it to be where I am right now with uh, where we are right now with the business and um, the challenges that we still face every single day. Um, but essentially there, uh, the idea came to me in 2017. Um, I was actually working with Hesh at the time and we were just bouncing ideas back and forth. And this idea came to me. Um, I say that in that way because I don't feel it's my idea. I feel like it came to me. I just was open to receive it. And so I, um, I, at the time was very passionate. I was like merging my experience in health and knowledge in health and what I was learning at the time. And so, um, I went through multiple certifications in health coaching around alternative holistic health. And, um, in that space, I came across, um, blue light blocking glasses or blue light blocking eyewear. And so they're quite synonymous these days with screens and most people are quite familiar with them. Um, it's still relatively alternative and not mainstream yet about the different tints and when to use them throughout the day. And so, um, still our, I, so my vision was to bridge the gap between the alternative health, um, health world and the mainstream and sort of make, make them more sort of palatable and using my, um, my eye for detail and aesthetics as well. So yeah, that really came about the idea and where we are right now with the glasses. Um, we're on now where we have actually recreated everything from the ground up. And so we, my intention from the very start when I, um, I actually wrote in my diary, my journal at the time about to create the glasses, I wanted to have them created from sustainable materials. Um, sort of that is like the highest quality materials I could find on the, on the earth pretty much. And so that doesn't cost the earth. And so um, that at the time it was very challenging. And so what I started with was 
what I could source at the time with the funds I had and the knowledge I had. And so now down the track to this day, fast forward, um, we're on our second, we're on our new redesign of these glasses. And so we're actually getting these now manufactured in Australia. And so they're going to be the first um, blue light dedicated um, made in Australia and only as well. And then we're also going to have all the materials, um, all the actual packaging as well, um, as sustainable as possible. So we want to, we're creating at the moment with back and forth, but we're trying to create a, an eyewear case that sort of houses uh, two clip-on lenses and we're making it out of 100% hemp. And then we're going to have like organic cotton in the inside. So that's the kind of detail we want to go for as well. We want to be extremely transparent with people and not sort of greenwash and being like, this is like what we're really passionate about sustainability is health and so merging all of our sort of passions together to have that impact so it's also not harming the health uh, not harming the planet but also it's helping people as well with the um the effects of um the damaging effects of artificial blue light that comes from screens so um for those listeners that aren't familiar with that it's essentially this artificial light that comes from um, devices. So it could be um, a, a computer screen, it could be fluorescent lighting, LED lighting, car lights. This is pretty much throughout most of the times right now, it's it's everywhere in some degree. So I wanted to create a pair of glasses that sort of catered to blocking all those spectrums based off my knowledge and understanding in biophysics uh, to really sort of enhance that but also at the same time. So the glasses are at the stage now where we're just, yeah, we're trying our best to sort of get the next stage of glasses going, get the pre-orders um, up and running. And it's proven a lot of the challenge and it's, it's um, sort of allowed more growth within me and with us as well. My, um, my fiance and I were sort of working on this together every day and um, it's been challenging, but it's the end of the day. It's like, it's the vision that we have and we're passionate about the work as well. And so, yeah, it's pretty much where we are right now with Barclays at least. Mm, amazing and yeah very very innovative and I, I feel like um well I'd love to hear firstly more of the impact what is what what are more of the impacts of that light that comes because um like I really resonate with that because my mum's a naturopath and she's got a bioresonance machine and it comes up all the time I think some people are more sensitive than others to that light and it always comes up for me that you know I'm very sensitive to outside stimuli like like that light um what are the impacts and then I'd love you to just because I'm, I'm sure you've had insights into like a lot of the stuff that's put in food the air that impacts us and, and our bodies and our ability to function at our optimal uh, and I would love to order a pair of those glasses. They sound amazing from, you know, what I've looked at it on, on your, um, yeah, from what I've understood of what you do in your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so from the, I, my personal, to give a little bit of context, my, the reason why I guess I am so passionate, I didn't actually discover at the time, but the reason why I'm so passionate about uh, blocking blue light or artificial light and the sort of the damaging effects I've read about, heard, studied, experienced is um, my growing up, my nan, um, she was blind for my whole life. And so I saw the, I guess, the impact of loss of sight and so not having sight and how like challenging that was. And so I could never like understand what that must be like. And I could maybe close my eyes. We used to hold a little rope around the, um, 
around Nan and Pop's um, clothesline. They had a little rope and my nan used to do laps around that. She used to hold onto the rope and just do laps around that. We, just, we did that as kids and we used to hold onto the rope and close our eyes and walk around and remembered how scary that was. And, but I always knew I could open my eyes at the end of it. And so me, that was a huge driver within me. Um, I was very passionate at the time. I wanted to do um, acting, film and television acting. And I did that. I was like passionate about becoming a, um, an actor. And so my drive was wanting to get, I wanted to create wealth and as quick as possible so I can get my nan to see, so I can pay for eyesight to repair her eyes. And so uh, that never happened. Um, she passed away in 2017. And so that for me at the time, I didn't realize, but about a year or so later, I, um, I connected the dots when I was actually sun gazing outside barefoot um, one morning. And I realized that um, why I was so passionate about blocking blue light was that I realized I couldn't save my nan's sight, but I know that with my knowledge and what I'm being driven to sort of this like vision I have to help people like understand the damaging effects of artificial blue light, artificial light, um, I could save a lot of other people's um, eyesight as well. And so uh, that was a huge, deep driver for me. And that just really paired in the knowledge I was learning at the time. And so it's very common in the alternative health space for well over a decade or two now about blocking artificial light. The negative effects of that essentially is just it, there's what's been shown recently. Um, I learned a lot from Dr. Jack Cruz is a neurosurgeon from the US. So that he kind of sparked a lot of interest for me in that space. He's very controversial and very polarizing. But um, for me, a few years back, I was really consuming a lot of his work and understanding the biophysics of the actual damaging effects of the light. And so he, he saw as a neurosurgeon, a lot of sort of, um, it was a lot of damage in the younger people's eyes now because of the um, constant exposure to say screens, the smartphones and TVs as well. And so it's actually damaging the retina and which essentially it really comes back to sort of a circadian rhythm. So circadian alignment. So if you've been exposed to the more detrimental effects is being exposed to artificial light from sunset until bedtime. And so that's where the real impact happens. And so if the simplest way to explain it would be that we've evolved as human beings to be like to live under either firelight or starlight or moonlight. Um, and that was, that's a very different spectrum of light on like the wavelength. And so this is only such a very new um, addition to humanity is this technology and the light that comes from is very alien and it's very, um, our bodies aren't capable to really sort of some people, I guess, more hypersensitive than others as well. Um, but it affects all humans that have, or, everything that has eyes really. And so we can stay up all day and night if you want to and be exposed to these screens. Um, and so they're not only damaging our actual retinas of our eyes, um, they're actually, it's, it's disrupting our circadian rhythms. So if we're exposing ourselves to a television screen or even a smartphone at nighttime, then essentially it's telling our brains, the signal comes in through light signals. So it's, if it's looking at a screen, it'll come in through there and be scrambling the brain and it's telling it it's like midday because essentially it's the same sort of frequency close enough to there would be a midday sun. So if you went outside at midday and had a bright sun there, it's essentially having a sunlight in or giant sun in your land room or in your phone. And so you're just constantly just um, scrambling the clock in your eye and your brain as well. So it doesn't really know what time it should be getting sleepy and tired. And so for, for me, just my ex personal experience in this space, I mean, I've started off with real ugly goggles, almost like um, UVX goggles, actually really cheap ones. And to this day, I still recommend that for people that are new and they don't want to spend money on them. They're about $10 from Amazon, uh, really cheap. 
um, but you obviously wouldn't feel comfortable leaving your house wearing them. At the same time, there is such a great um, starting place for people that really want to explore this and see the actual effects because as, as much science and everything can say how great it is and man, no matter how much I could say how important it is to block blue light, I personally don't think it's possible until people experience it for themselves what it's like. And so therefore, if you're going to invest like $10 just to try these orange goggles, um, just to try them out and see, oh, wow, this actually do work. And so I haven't heard a single person that does not impact um, to this day. And then if people felt comfortable or they trusted that initially they can upgrade to a pair, they actually would want to wear day and night in and out of the house as well. So that's why we sort of designed our glasses the way they are. So people felt comfortable wearing them in the office, at home, anywhere really. And so um, understanding the spectrum is another thing too. So knowing that like the clear blue light blocking glasses, which are very popular, um, are great for say computer screen during the day, um, but they have no impact on your sleep at all at nighttime. And so that's why the tinted um, orange or red lenses is really um, sort of vital for that. So yeah, essentially really, when it comes down to sleep quality, which we all know like repairs, so much of our health as well um our body our minds everything has to sort of repair at night time and so giving ourselves the best possible chance to have a quality sleep um i feel lighting is one of the pillars for that place for sure that has to be addressed one of the first before probably before nutrition and everything else because environmental impacts really have that um sort of power over our sleep quality so yeah um that's that's amazing and it I know in your um, bio, it says you're the creator of um, the world's first interchangeable blue light blockers designed to block artificial light from day to night. So interchangeable, do you mean that you can kind of keep them on all day, just the same pair of glasses? Yeah, so it's essentially, we're actually moving it now, but we started off with, it's almost four pairs in one, the um, the concept. So they're actually clip-ons. I'm not wearing them now because it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, 3.30 so it's not a big deal but once the sun sets I'm, I'm like we'll never see me without wearing them um, unless we have a screen free night but yeah they essentially have clip-on lenses and so they clip on for different times of the day so we're just ref refining the design now um, so it'd be a three-in-one design um, but they'll come with two clip-on lenses so there'd be like a day clip-on lens and like a, a nighttime um, clip-on lens and so the idea is that you have the one pair that does everything from day to night um, and not, nothing else out there sort of allows you to have one pair that does it all. Usually you have to buy uh, multiple pairs. And so you have to buy a day pair, which would be a clear lens. You have to buy, um, buy a, a red lens pair. So you might have multiple pairs of glasses. And that was a big issue for me when I was first using them. I, had, I, I still do have so many pairs of glasses that I wear, um, put one on through the day and then I wear a night one. And so... For me, want to have one pair that I could just clip on the clip-on lenses, and so they clip on the glasses um, over the top, and then you can clip them on and put on in the um the day and dusk, and so you can just go back and forth um, depending on the time of the day. If you're sort of during in front of a screen during the day, or if you're at night time in front of a screen, um, you put on the uh, the tinted lenses. Amazing, and I have a lot of admiration for people like yourself that are creating a business that's quite new as well. I mean, it's so relevant and so valuable for people, but it is like you are a pioneer in the space. And so there is a large educational piece that also goes with selling the product, which, you know, is a lot harder than just starting a business that everyone knows what it is and it's, you know, in demand and you can just kind of buy and sell and make a profit. So 
that is super valuable, the education part of it. And thanks for sharing a bit about it here. Uh, what are the impacts that you've noticed? What, what is the experience, as you mentioned, of the glasses? How, how do you notice that they're making an impact and effective? Yeah, so that's, there's a few things that would be with the lenses to know if they're actually effective, you would have to have a spectrometer or even have a, um, a report, a sort of analysis report, a um, spectrum analysis report. And so that shows you the actual spectrums they're blocking. So we we're sort of working on creating a more robust um, explanation on our website so we can actually share with people like this is what the percentage that we block and what we want to aim to block as well. But based on my understanding, um, you focus on the nanometers that you block as well. So during the daytime, it's up to 450 nanometers. So just on the wavelength of light, it's like the sort of, it, it goes through like the blue and the yellow and the green um, and the red sort of spectrum of um, lighting. And so it's a bit technical, but essentially that it's, what people, most people need to understand is that once the sun sets, we need to be sort of having a tinted lens if you're exposed to any artificial light. It could be overhead, it could be a screen or whatever that sort is. And so essentially that it's almost like a, um, it's putting on the filter. And so that allows your, your brain and your body as well to be able to start to um, allow to release melatonin, which allows you to get sleepy and then fall asleep, having really good quality sleep. And so the biggest indicator of it working is that you will start, if you've never worn blue blockers before and, and you wear your first, orange tinted or red tinted blue blocking um, from sunset, your eyes will get extremely heavy. Um, usually the first sort of signs that you get really, and you find it very difficult to stay awake. So it's almost like a circadian reset. Um, it doesn't happen after a, a certain period of time. We use, that's why we recommend to wear it consistently for about 14 days. Um, you can wear it every night from 14 days or even, yeah, mainly that it's usually a good reset for circadian um, rhythms. So therefore, once you keep wearing it from then onwards, you won't get super sleepy at 6 or 7 p.m. Um, your eyes just become accustomed to that. And then the actual opposite will reverse. So once you, I've heard from a lot of um, customers of ours, they, some of them didn't notice much impact. And so it was very subtle for them. But when they, once they forgot their glasses, they realized how harsh the lighting was and they couldn't sort of live with almost without them. And so the idea is that, it's like getting your eyes trained. We're getting them sort of um, protected uh, from the harsh artificial light that comes from the screen. It's, it's a very unnatural spectrum. Um, it's not what we're being exposed to in nature. Um, everything we're trying to model off is nature. And so the sun comes up as an arch and goes down as well. So with the sunsets, we've only been exposed to a fire, a warm red, orange firelight or either starlight or moonlight, but we've never been exposed to such a, a harsh white light, which is very close to the sun in terms of um, the brightness from it as well. So that therefore that really is scrambles the brain and the body. And so therefore we can't really have a quality sleep or get into quality sleep. So the biggest indicator of it working is really, it's really felt experience. And so you can have the reports online, you can have like what people look for, knowing to get an orange or red tinted lens at nighttime, but it's not until you actually have a pair of orange or red tinted lenses and you feel that experience in your body. Um, it's essentially like a wave of melatonin being released in your body as well. So and only, melatonin only gets um, released in the absence of light or in darkness. So if, um, if you're in an environment that's still lit up, so if you're watching a television night, but everything else is dark, you still be getting the signals. The body's like, stay awake, stay awake, stay alert. And so therefore you won't be getting that melatonin rush of sleepiness. Um, you can, people still can go to bed and sleep. Um, it just won't be quality deep sleep. 
Super interesting. Thanks, Amelia. And in terms of the timeline of when you expect to um, have them, when what's that looking like at the moment? Yeah, that's, uh, I'm insane any day now, actually, um, we're looking at um, Indy's actually working on the pre-orders now. And so we should have the pre-order page up. We want to ideally have that up this week, um, actually the next day or two, really, and have that live so people can start to pre-order and they won't be expected to be manufactured or produced until and delivered by Christmas. So that's our intention to have it all done by the end of the year, by Christmas, to have people delivered to the and have their own pair. Um, it just, it's taken a lot longer as usual to re-innovate. Um, it was hard enough to innovate at the time, but now we're trying to, um, we're trying to stick to our values of sustainability as well as quality. And so we want to source the best out there. So hence why it's taken a little extra time than we expected, but yeah, we should have the pre-orders up in the next couple of days at least. Unreal, unreal. So you mentioned before that you, the idea, when the idea came to you, it was kind of more that you were open to receiving the idea. Can you share a little bit more about that? Because that's a really interesting philosophy to live your life mm. by. And um, that just resonated. So I just wanted to ask you a bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, at the time, at the time, um, Hesh and I were going through our Oh, I guess I, I don't know how to put it uh, at spiritual awakening or a, it was just in a very unusual time, even to reflect on now, um, it kind of feels surreal. Uh, but at the time, and we're going through, I went through a lot of personal, I guess, tragedy. Um, I had a lot of loss and a lot of, um, I guess, opening um, it, over a period from 2014 to 2017, it's about three years or even maybe 2018 as well, that, that period was just intense amount of, um, I had to put my dog down um, after 14 years um, and, and he was like my best friend. And so that was like a, a rip as well. And so there was a level of uh, hurt and suffering there to some degree. So that was also a place of me to actually explore and open up to this, what was possible out there and what to believe in and what to actually spiritually, it just cracked open something inside me that I never thought would be, was there. And so I was at the time, um, I think when the idea came to me in 2017, I remember this, it just, it felt like a lightning bolt almost through the head. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I'm like, this is like, this is what I need to do. And then like, I had to search afterwards and see if anything was like that out, else out there. Um, and there still isn't anything out there um, like that. Um, and I, I, I was surprised it wasn't. But for me, really, it's, that was the start of my journey of there's a level of just um, opening to the possibility of what else is out there and like, why are we here? And I was like, I was not, I wouldn't have considered myself a spiritual person for my entire life. Um, up until I guess 2017, I would have been pretty confident in saying I'm an atheist and I like believed in none of that stuff. I was, I was so shocked and rocked by my, I guess my um, Catholic upbringing that it really sort of pushed me in another direction. I was very much a, sort of like science systems thinking sort of person. And so Hesh and I went through that journey over maybe a couple of years and that was intense. And so that taught me, um, that gave me a foundation and grounding to where I am and who I am today as well about letting go and surrendering to things um, that I just can't possibly comprehend or fathom and knowing that there's so much more out there, um, whatever that is for people, however they want to describe it. Um, they can say universal, God, whatever word it was or is for people at the time in their development, 
Um, for me, it was just that sort of unfolding of just, I want to explore more. And it's usually how I operate is that when I want to, when I want to like to experience and discover something, I really just dive really deep into it. And I like the same with the blue blocking glasses. I didn't want to just, just define what was out there and just copy it and just do the same thing. I want to find out as much information as possibly can and create something that hasn't been done before. And so that was my sort of experience even in the spiritual space, I wanted to consume books and podcasts and um, just explore things that I just like be open to and open my mind, open my body and my spirit and just see what was going to sort of come through me in a sense. And that has allowed a lot to sort of flow through me as well. And it's allowed to bring a level of peace and ease um, underlying everything before as um, I just feel like I, I know that everything will be okay. Um, business, life, whatever that is, I just have, it's not a belief. It's a knowing now that it's like, even though the day-to-day -day struggles happen and challenges happen, um, I'm not immune to that. And just because I have, I feel I have this deep knowing, um, I just know underlying all of that, that everything would be okay with humanity, with myself and my family, really everything. And so um, that's taken time. And I guess it's taken a lot to cultivate that as it wasn't just overnight. And that I think the only thing that's really helped with that is just life experience is just constantly dealing with life and how I show up for those situations as well. And so, um, yeah, let, I'm letting go enough and, and humbling myself enough that I, I, it wasn't me. It's not my glasses. Um, it wasn't my idea. And knowing that I was just open and receptive at the time to that idea. And I also am aware too, if I didn't act on that idea, it's very possible somebody else could have or would have and so therefore I know how like understanding a little bit sort of cosmically, universally, how things sort of operate and knowing that it wasn't just, I'm not just, I have the idea I can sit in it for years at a time and knowing that like it could be passed on to someone else if I didn't act on what, I, what was given to me um, by whoever that is. And I, yeah, to this day, I'm like, I just, I'm just very grateful that I can remain open to anything really and know that I, I don't know anything at the end of the day end of the day so the more I learn the more I realize how much I don't really know mm, amazing I, I love the way you kind of shared it as more than a belief but a deep knowing and I think that's super powerful because that kind of becomes part of you and um another thing that popped into my mind as you were talking were was kind of um seek and you shall find or you know ask and it will come to you and um a real sounded like it was kind of a you know over a long period of time you seeking and asking and building that relationship to come to a place where you can sit there and say that you've got an inner peace and you know that everything will be okay and um it just kind of reminded me of you know where we are at the moment and the journey that we're all traveling on as human beings in the current state of the world uh, and the fact that you hear many, many stories of people when they are struggling or experiencing loss, they surrender, you know, but it's not until that point that they actually go, oh, my God, I actually need help from something greater. You know, what, what is this human experience about? And I remember being in Argentina and... Um, at that point in my life myself on you know I was doing a master's over in Sweden for two years and we had this internship and I found myself in Argentina but my grandma had just passed away and I was super close to her and I remember just feeling so 
much in grief over my granny's passing and just I was kind of like what looking for something you know and my friend popped into my mind who's a, a West Papuan refugee here in Melbourne and I'd seen the struggle that he'd faced moving from West Papua to Melbourne like two different worlds and um, you know the struggle of him finding his feet here finding his identity looking very different like speaking with a very funny accent trying to find a job but couldn't and just this the self-destruction that he went through drinking smoking and then this life-changing experience he had where Jesus Christ you know came into his room one night and I remember him sharing this with me and when he shared it with me it was like amazing but I saw his transformation and he's been completely changed person ever since so I remember messaging him in Argentina just going like Ricky how do I pray like what, how do I like I just I'm really struggling and I don't know what to do and the other day just you know a couple of days ago I remember like it just popped into my mind and it just has again now that that I think that was the start of my surrendering opening really curious to find out more and learn more and I realized the other day that since then it has just been unfolding and that knowing that you speak of it's like absolutely priceless it's it's an unbelievable gift you can't buy that it's it, it opens you up to the magic of life and gives you that inner peace that is you know next level so uh, yeah, I just love the way that you explained it as it, it's more than a belief, it's a, an inner knowing. Um, so uh, with, like, I know that you've got the glasses happening, but you're very, like, holistic in, um, you know, and you've explored many different, you know, health things. And I know that you've had an upbringing which has been, you know, you've been introduced to health at a young age as well. And you've got a company with your partner that is called, what's called holistic live holistically live holistically yeah. yeah and that's that's about kind of childbirth can you share a bit about that with us yes that's a quite a, a recent sort of um i guess awareness that we came to as well for um or indy and i we were trying to discover who we can sort of i guess help and what um sort of um niche we can help can we try and discover like who can we help we, we know our knowledge that we now experience in life and what we've learned from both of our different worlds was can help so many people. Um, but knowing that we can't help everyone, we have to be more specific about who we can help and help a target a niche. And so we were trying to sort of find our feet in what, how we can sort of deliver and help people in that sense. And it just so happened, I think, it's, again, it stumbled across and we're open, we're asking the question. Um, we're going through our own frustrations and um, sort of experience. But then really it, was, it sort of just um, struck us um, when we realized that we are uh, personally, we're in our preconception baby prepping stage in our life. And so why not take people on a journey that we're going on and share that journey um, actively, mostly on Instagram and share that with everyone as well as trying to educate and help where we can possible and then build a sort of a, um, a coaching platform and course that we can take people through as well with like sort of how we're living our life and knowing that we have this comprehensive what we, we like to use the word multidisciplinary. Um, it's not what we see out there a lot um, from our research and what we've been discovering is that 
it's how I approach life and how I approach health and how we both really believe in really, really deeply knowing that multidisciplinary essentially is just, that means we have some multi is multiple areas as well to focus on. So there might be say a naturopath might be specializing in sort of might be more into tinctures or herbs and more in a very specific uh, line of work as well. So is a, um, a life coach, whereas we like to sort of cater everything as well. So um, a building biologist will focus on the environment, the lighting on the EMFs as well. Whereas we also want to sort of like touch on as many areas as we can possibly, possibly find. And so with us, we, we um, yeah, we're personally on that journey ourselves. We're on preconception stage of our life. So we're preparing our bodies um, the best that we can. And so, because again, how we both like to do things as well is go head first and learn as much as we possibly can. Um, and whatever we put into ourselves and what we learn ourselves, we want to be able to share that with others and our approach and what we believe really strongly in. And so really the, the whole preconception baby prepping stage um, is open our eyes to realize how corrupt the system really is and um, how sick that humanity is becoming very quickly and how a lot of that is based in also the um, the preconception phase, um, the health of the, the mother and the father before the baby comes into this world. And we, I mean, both of us had um, hospital births growing up and we were very, um, we both had health conscious parents. So we're very fortunate to have a head start and to be more open-minded to these things as well. But we've explored so much more than in the, um, the last six to 12 months now. And so we're very deep in this space. And so we're very passionate about getting our particular journey with this as well and understanding um, so many areas of preconception baby prepping health and so we I mean we're again it could be coming down to the lighting aspect of things um, we're planning a home birth a natural home birth as well um, it's just for us it makes so much logical sense um, based off our our knowledge and understanding in the space and what we've researched and really looked into and what we might, more importantly, what we felt into. And so like our, what we feel in our sort of guidance and internal guidance, what feels right for us. And it just wouldn't, it would be completely out of alignment for us to do something that wasn't in alignment with what we know and stick with our values and beliefs as well. And so really we're just sharing that journey. Um, we're doing weekly episodes in our IGTV, sharing just snippets of what we're going through each week um, and yeah, we sort of just, it's trying to show that multidisciplinary approach to life as well. And, and knowing that there's so many, so many factors to um, consider and that um, supplementation is just very one, one small thing. Um, the lighting and environment is another aspect of things as well. Even dealing with um, childhood traumas as well. Um, there's just so many, it's so many areas that we're so passionate about and trying to sort of just um, build up a, um, I guess a palatable way to sort of deliver that to people um, that's very digestible. And it's not like it's because a lot of people might see what we're doing and might think that's quite extreme or um, our space, but for us, it just makes sense. And we feel like we want to bring in, we don't take, um, we don't take making a child lightly and we feel like it's an incredible blessing. And to sort of to create that, we want to bring in the best amount of like a best DNA possible to them from the best grounding point of view, as well as actually allow that spirit to come through as well in that child and essentially just be this like light in this world. That, and we are personally, I feel like these, these kids that are coming through this time um, that coming from a very conscious conception, um, it's a very common word in using this space. It's very 
consciously conceiving, um, but also doing the work years prior to actually having a baby as well as we're just extremely passionate about sharing that with people and just um, finding a tribe of people that also resonate with that. That's um, yeah, that's super interesting. So just um, like, you know, people who are thinking of having a baby and reach out to you and say, you know, what do I need to be mindful of and what steps can I start taking? What, what would your advice be to them? Yeah, the, we, um, well, we're actually our, what we wanted to sort of create and share with people would be like a, a more of a personalized one-on-one -on -one group, uh, not group coaching. Sorry. We want to eventually come down a track, but a one-on-one -on -one coaching with people as well and more transformational. So the challenge that we're facing is that most people and how society is set up and most people are aware is that they go for usually a consultation with somebody. It could be a naturopath or a doctor, and it's based on more on a, an hourly consult. Whereas we're, we're, what we're creating is more like a six to possibly 12 month transformational coaching program with um, couples. And so we want to be able to take them through that journey because every unique couple has their own unique level of health, um, their own challenges. Um, some may have more physical challenges and some may have more emotional challenges or spiritual challenges. So for us, it's like it's so individualized and so contextual to each couple that we want to sort of help and really like grow the journey with them as well. And so as a, as like an overall generalization towards most couples that are out there and want to sort of start acting on that um, knowledge or information as well. Um, I guess the environment would be such a key part. It's like wherever you spend the most of your time. So if you're in Melbourne, most of that time would probably be a bit at home now. And so understanding what you can do to optimize your home environment. And so for us, the keys of underlying elements would be the lighting environment. So knowing or trying to sort of understand how you can have more natural lighting in your house and avoid artificial lighting, especially at night um, or have blue blockers. It's like a very small part of that um, holistic approach um, as well as the environment. It could be that also could be mold. So understanding the, whether you have exposure to mold, whether that's you know, sort of compromising the immune system as well as being exposed to non-native EMFs. So that's Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Um, you could be living near a cell tower. There's like so many factors involved in that. And so where that's usually quite a foundational approach that we like to sort of, again, start with most people. And most people will have quite a big impact on their health if they start to um, sort of have control and optimize their environment. Um, and I'd say in an environment will also probably be water quality as well. So having a good water filtration system, um, those are almost, I'd say would be like a core foundation. Um, because I mean, we're made up of, uh, our cells are made up of water, our brains, 70, 60% water, our bodies are 70% water. So having optimal, um, mineral rich, um, structured water, um, is definitely a, a foundational pillar for us that we want to sort of get a message across for people. And then it just explodes into everything else. So there could be tonic herbs, adaptogens, um, sort of, it could be the superfoods as well, understanding what nourishing foods can nourish the body. Um, this can eventually come sort of and house the um, sort of, yeah, for the male and female as well, understanding both aspects of things as well. So I think, yeah, for most, I guess the environment is a great place to start. Um, that would be probably key. And then from there, again, there's a lot more to, to dive into for sure. 
super interesting and I was just thinking as you were talking it's um what a what an interesting area to get into to mentor and coach people and just like how valuable because I don't think there's much out there like it and nobody really knows what they're doing when they get like there's no guidebook or rule book of what works and what doesn't and how I mean everyone wants the best for the baby that they're birthing so that would be incredibly valuable for people to come together and to learn about that and you know plan their pregnancy journey together um, amazing amazing wow two two really interesting areas that you're into Dane from like I just find it a fascinating path and also uh, what an interesting life to be living too because as you mentioned before your your own struggle or your own learnings and curiosity is your message you know what you pass on to others and you're really living that uh, amazing so um, with with kind of what you're doing in business because it's so different and you know out of the norm or out of the mainstream at the moment I think it's becoming more and more normal people are really looking towards how they can strengthen their immune system outside of the big you know drugs and that sort of stuff that um are there because there's so much available to to people um so you know very very timely that you're involved in it as well but where like my question is kind of around you're very brave and courageous to be venturing into that area but there's I can imagine there's so many challenges that come with that because you know there's a new new area of education very new to the market um also starting a business is challenging in itself so can you share a bit of that journey with us and and where you look to for guidance and support that's a really good question it's funny you mentioned that because I I think it was maybe the past couple of days now what's come to mind for me especially just seeing what's going on in the outside world and being like wow it's a, it's a lot of chaos worldwide not just in melbourne but everywhere really and also then reflecting on our journey and what we're trying to share and communicate and just be of service to the world and to couples specifically um, I'm like, I remember asking myself or remember thinking, I'm like, why did I choose, why did my spiritual soul chose to come down in this time, this period and do this particular kind of work, which is being incredibly, incredibly um, shunned or censored and shut down by um, the big corporations. So therefore it's even harder to sort of navigate this world because um, if I'm like, if only I was just into I don't know, big tech or big farmer. And I was, if I was the CEO there, I'd be fine. I'd be, I'd be flying. But um, for some reason, I know like I was being called in this time to be doing this work as challenging as it is as well, because it's hard enough just to get our word out. It's hard enough to reach the people that we want to reach. Um, I wish there was a bigger megaphone. I wish we had the, the marketing budget that um, the big corporations do to share their message. Um, as bad as I think the message is, they, they have the money, have the power for now, but I feel there's an uprising that's coming. And so, and that is out there and we're connecting slowly to those people. And so the struggle for us is, is daily, but it's also character building. I understand that it's the hardest part as well. And knowing that um, if it came easy, um, then it also probably will go quite easy as well. And so knowing how important that is that, every day that we struggle and every challenge that we face 
um, it's very much building character within us, um, myself, my partner, and our breakdowns and the tears we have and now just curling up into a ball and wanting to sort of just quit. Um, it happens multiple times. It has happened, I, I can't say countless times for the glasses. Um, there was so many situations where I could have just thrown the towel in and I really, really did want to as well. Um, but again, it was just this under, like underlying sense of that I couldn't do that as that I knew that this is my calling to be here right now and do this and deliver this to the world um, and just really be of service the best at my ability um, but letting go of my ego enough to be what that looks like as well so that was that's still be that's hard to this day because I, I want to be able to have that impact I know with my knowledge and experience I can help so many people but it's just getting past my own uh, limitations and beliefs and trying to reach those people and being patient with that and knowing that there's so much out of our control um i guess i see what i'm seeing in the world as well a lot is that there's a lot of people trying to sort of control what's going on in the world um for me it's like i every day is a letting go and surrendering um to what is um it, it could be something so minute and so small as to doing certain tasks and not getting them complete and being okay with that and being like, that's okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Um, and how can I improve? Um, it's practicing non-attachment. And um, so not being attached to a certain way or certain how it looks. And so I want to be successful at whatever age and I wanted to have sell X amount of glasses and impact these people and knowing that I can do what I can daily and take action, but I have to let go to a higher power, a higher source. And being like, whenever it's meant to flow out and help the people meant to help and reach who I reach, it could be just one person um, or two, whoever that, like whatever that is for that person. For me, it's like, I want to reach as many people, like millions of people. And maybe one day I will, but for now, it's like, I have to be humbled into just doing the work, um, showing up and the people that I do impact actually care for them and not see past them because I want to see the masses. And so it's yeah it really is a struggle every single day and i uh, do at times i do wish that things were easier um i wish um, money came easier i wish that i had bigger exposure to the world but i also know that deep down is that um i wouldn't trade this for anything and i know that i know that this experience that i'm going through as well is is for me it's not like it's not happening to me um it's a big sort of shift in language as well that i've sort of come through and what I've discovered through the space is that knowing like every challenge that comes in, it's for me, it's for my development. Um, that's very, that's such a difference between empowering um, sort of dialogue in the mind and disempowering. Um, so if something happened to you, like, oh, this happened to me, like that was just very disempowering. So for me, it's like, I'm feeling empowered by every challenge I get given. And it's a gift. Um, I might not see that gift right now, um, but eventually in time, I know that it was just everything makes sense. And I, I think for me personally, I think I've found that so deeply, I have such a deep knowing of that because I've been able to connect the dots from the past, from like where I am now and being like so much of what wasn't possible, which I couldn't really comprehend is happening and is happening to me um, for me right now. And so um at the time i i couldn't really comprehend this was going to be the case but i'm like i there's so much i've sort of dreamed of and that's where i'm at and so i'm just really grateful for that and being grateful that knowing that connecting the dots in the past has led me to where i am and i'm okay i'm safe i'm healthy and end of the day i know that will connect moving forward as well and so there's that level of trust and knowing that 
Um, I think a lot of people in this space now and in the world in this space of fear and un, like not knowing what they can control and um, just letting letting go of control um, is and knowing what you can control is really big. So I think the serenity prayer is one that I've shared a lot with people and I'm like, that's, that's something I just think of almost daily, I'd say it'd be knowing um, what I can actually control and take charge of that and the rest is let go of. And so. What is the serenity prayer? I might, I think I might butcher it if I say it, but it's, it's something <laughs> along the lines. I'll try to remember it off the top of my head, but it's about, um, it's like, I think it's, it, it depends if you, it depends what you want to pray to the universe or God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And so that it's essentially, that is such a hugely empowering prayer to either say in the morning or at night or whatever it is as a reminder and knowing that because I think a lot of the times people get caught up with trying to control things that cannot change. And so that's the level of being like letting go to the things and actually having the wisdom to know the difference and knowing that what can I actually control here? Like I have sovereignty over my whole body. So I know I can put in and consume and what I consume my mind as well as my body. I have control over that. That's okay. Um, being locked down and those situations, we don't have control over that. Um, but we can sort of share our opinion on that as well in the world. But there's things in life that may happen. So if a tree falls in your house, that's that's not that's without my control. And so there's no point in getting annoyed or angry about that and knowing that having the wisdom to sort of discern discernment to know what the difference is in those two. Yeah, amazing. I think you nailed it. I think you just nailed the serenity prayer. So good. Uh, so good. Totally resonate with all of that. And like, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and sharing your experience so authentically uh, in such a real way, because I think when we hear others speak in really authentic terms, sharing their journey, it, you know, it, it empowers us because the reality is none of us know exactly what's going on in our lives and we're all winging, winging it <laughs> so and and doing our best at doing that so it's um yeah it's really refreshing to hear someone like you share your passion and the story you know for wanting to even get into the the vision with your nan who was blind and going around on the the um I remember those clotheslines um we used to I used to get told off because I used to swing around on it and it was it bent like it we did too. yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah unreal unreal and I can't wait to um yeah put my pre-order in for a pair of glasses I think that's fantastic and uh yeah just thank you Dane thanks for your time and thanks for your wisdom and if there's anything else you want to share before we end that we haven't covered go for it yeah, well, thanks for having me. And anyway, Steph, this, is, this has been great. I love chatting about just whatever flows out as well, which is really enjoyable and to be able to share what I really want to share with the world. And so I guess if people did, they did want to, if they connected with a message in any way as well, um, we're most active on our Instagram account. It's where people can sort of interact with us as a community as well. And so that's probably the, um, a great place for people to really sort of dive further into what we're sharing because um, it's just a very deep world and so but we um share things a lot there almost daily and so um but uh, yeah i think that's that's i don't think anything else i can think of off the top of my head i've really had a great chat today with you Steph. thank you thanks for listening to our inspiring humans podcast and i hope you enjoyed the show 
If you have any inspiring human in mind that you would like to nominate, please reach out and let us know. Also, you're very welcome to become part of our Facebook group called Inspiring Humans, where you can connect with incredible people from around the globe. Uh, thirdly, if you are interested in being part of a global network, we have an incredible community at sevencontinentscouncil.com where we hold events, programs and many different initiatives that you can be involved in. Thank you and see you again soon.